Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. This is the show where we talk to WordPress entrepreneurs, bloggers, marketers, anyone who's making a living using WordPress. I'm going to try to interview them, get their side of the story, and help us out to do the same. MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the list where I will email you all these great interviews. Today I'm joined by John Lee Dumas. John, how are you? Matt, I'm so great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome. So you are the world-famous host of Entrepreneur on Fire. For those, of the, for those of you in the audience who do not know, this is the number one entrepreneur podcast uh, as far as I know. Uh, and it's not just because of the popularity and, and the great interviews, but it's because you have a billion five-star reviews on iTunes <laughs> that no one can touch you. Uh, One billion <laughs> reviews. So give folks the two-minute elevator pitch, who you are, what you do uh, on a daily basis. Well, you said in the world, Matt, and before the interview, we agreed it was in the galaxy. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's start with that. But, I apologize. But no, thanks for having me. So Entrepreneur on Fire, Matt, it's a daily podcast, literally. It's seven days a week where I bring on today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs, and we share their journey. And we talk about their failures, how they overcame those failures, and then their aha moment and how they turned that moment into success. And then we talk about what's exciting them right now and what's exciting them about the future. And then we end with a, a lightning round of five questions where we talk about resources and books and just a lot of goodies. And that's it. It's nice. It's 30 minutes long. I've had some great guests, Barbara Corcoran from the Shark Tank, Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, just been a blast talking to these people. I'm at over 215 completed interviews thus far, and I can't complain. I mean, life is life is good talking to amazing people. Like Jim Rohn says, you are an average of the five people that you surround yourself most with. And you know, I forcefully surround myself with these people who probably don't want to surround themselves with me. But you know, luckily, Entrepreneur on Fire has caught on, and I'm getting over 200,000 unique downloads a month in over <clears throat> 145 countries. So they take 25 minutes to talk to Fire Nation, and I'm blessed for it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, there's so much stuff I want to talk about, and there's so much stuff, so much success that you've had running a podcast, because anybody's tuning in is like, oh, you know, I, I want to learn about you know, WordPress uh, loop and functions and design. Yeah. Uh, but, but what we're going to take is the story of your success in the podcast, in the media realm, and how that kind of translates to anyone running a business. It doesn't matter if you're flipping pizza or, or building a WordPress site. The fundamentals that you've used to build your success can be used anywhere, at least I feel. And it was a big, big thank you to WordPress. I couldn't do it without them. Yep. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the hot seat later on about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that section uh, in a little bit. But it seems like you went from zero to 60 really, really fast. Um, you came out of uh, from one podcast to now 215 every single day. What was it like to build up that consistency um, you know, what, what, what do you say to being that consistent to, to your success? I think consistency is incredibly important. Probably the second most important thing when creating a podcast that is going to be successful. The number one thing, everybody's heard it, but is content and quality. You can't have a great podcast if it's going to be every single day if it sucks because nobody's going to come back and listen. Nobody's going to tell their friends about it. So the most important thing 
is that quality. But once you've nailed the quality, then you really have to nail the consistency because you want people to keep coming back and to know, like, and trust your schedule. So from day one, I was very upfront pledging to my audience, hey, every morning when you wake up, pour your cup of coffee, download Entrepreneur on Fire, and drive to work and get a dose of inspiration. That's what I'm offering to you, whether it be going to the gym, walking your dog, folding your laundry, you're gonna know that every single day of the week, Monday through Sunday, a fresh episode is gonna be waiting for you. So consistency is incredibly important, Matt, and I strive to just keep that consistency level at seven days a week. I haven't missed a beat and I don't intend to. <laughs> Great, Did, when, when you first started out and you looked up that hill and you said, oh my God, I have to do this every single day, was there, <laughs> was there, a, was there a strategy involved to say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really you know, bust my hump and, and interview 100 people in three days, that way I have a collection and I can kind of breathe easier instead of having to scramble. Was there a real strategy behind uh, building that consistency? Total strategy, and I have to hearken back to my uh, military days. I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years, four years active, four years in the reserves, and one thing I learned while I was an officer was the power of schedules, of discipline, and of sticking to it. And so that was one thing that I really applied day one from Entrepreneur on Fire. So I had that idea, Matt, June 2012, this is what I want to create. I went to a local conference down in New York City called Blog World, mm -hmm. met my first interviewees, the Pat Flynn, Derek Halpern, Adam Baker of Man Vs. Debt, got their yes, went back to my little hubble up here in Maine, and just went to work. And I spent that entire summer getting 40 interviews lined up, recorded, and ready to launch for September 20th. So when I did launch, I had those 40 interviews lined up, so I wasn't stressing out every single week about having to create new content and having to find people every single week. I had that buffer, which was about a month and a half of a buffer, and I've kept that throughout my journey at Entrepreneur Fire. And I think that's so important for people because if you want to keep that quality, you need to keep that buffer because if you're trying to scramble and you're getting stressed and you're having some anxiety about your lack of a buffer, you're not going to produce the kind of quality that you need to. Yeah. Um, it's funny you bring that, or it's not so funny that we, that we talk about it. It's actually kind of the point of asking you the question. But um, I, when I was looking at you and how you were doing your show, I said, you know what? This is great. I'm not going to do daily. I'm going to, do, I'm going to try to do weekly. Um, so let me go out and, and build up this reserve of, of interviews, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know... Uh, Admittedly, doing the video, um, doing the blog, exporting to MP3, you know, uploading it to Amazon, doing the whole routine of creating a blog and a video podcast. What happened to me was I've fallen behind on publishing the reserve that I have because of the overhead of video, right? Because of exporting it, editing it, doing all that stuff. Um, was that... Uh, what was your reason for just going audio? Was there just uh, just because you said, I just want to do podcasts only, it's quicker, cleaner, easier? Do you have any plans to do video? What are your thoughts on video versus audio? I think video is incredibly powerful. It's something that's going to be huge in 2013 and beyond. It needs to be part of everybody's social media business going forward, no matter what. And I'm absolutely incorporating a video into Entrepreneur on Fire it's going to happen because I see the power of it. However, 
for Entrepreneur on Fire, my avatar, again, was fortunately me. I was literally creating Entrepreneur on Fire for that person that was driving to work every single day, consuming content, at the gym with headphones in every single day, working out. And that is all situations where you're just consuming audio. So I knew that although video is extremely powerful, there comes a lot with that. You mentioned the editing aspects and the so much higher media hosting costs because the files are mammoth. You get about one megabyte per minute for an audio podcast, and it's about 10x that for a video. So I'm already paying a very decent amount of money for my 30 podcasts every single month to be hosted on a media. If I 10x that, I'm at almost $1,000 a month to host my podcast. So financially, Matt, you can see with those numbers, it's not really doable to do a daily audio um, and video podcast at the length that I'm doing it. If you yeah. want to do a five-minute clip, if you want to do what David Simon Garland does with Rise to the Top, that's totally fine because they're not going to be that huge because they're five minutes long. But some of my interviews run 45 or 50 minutes long. Yeah. That would be, I don't even know off the top of my head, that'd be like 1,000 or 1,500 megabytes. And that is incredible. That's my entire month's worth of megabytes for all of my episodes combined. Yeah. And again, getting back to the core, my listeners listen when they're doing other things, when they're driving their car, when they're working out, when they're walking their dog, when they're folding their laundry. Not a lot of people are sitting in front of a computer and just staring at the computer while my audio is going on. Yep. Now, some people do really get a kick out of that. And Andrew Warner, who we've mentioned in the pre-chat, is has a great um, audio, uh, audio and video podcast where he does that. And something I want to bring to Entrepreneur Fire on a much smaller and different level. Yeah. But audio only is what the decision that I made. It's made life incredibly easier on every level and doable for a 30-day-a-month podcast, which, again, nobody else does. Right. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, each, like I said, each video that I export, I mean, at least, I mean, I, I export it on my, my MacBook Air. <clears throat> so each video is like just an hour to maybe an hour and 20 minutes of exporting, never mind all the editing and stuff, and then uploading. So each episode just, is just a beast uh, to just get out there. So multiply that by 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what you're doing absolutely. every month. I would never be able to do that. You can't do it. It's nope. just not doable. There's some things at this stage in technology that's not doable. Everything's getting cheaper. Everything's getting faster. You know, check back with us in three years, and who knows, because it might be doable. It's just not right now. Absolutely. Before we get into WordPress, one last question on the business side. Um, like you said, you, you went down to that the blog world in New York. Um, I have my question here is cold call emailing uh, and getting introduced. How did you get introduced to some of the big players from starting out from, from nothing and building into something? What was your strategy to, to get that? Because that relates to the, the freelancer who's trying to get to the bigger client, um, trying to get to the bigger brand. Um, any tips for getting introduced to the larger players? Totally. I use a phenomenal strategy that I would recommend to everybody who's listening. So I had my aha moment. I knew what I wanted to do. Then I reached out to somebody in my niche, Jamie Tardy of Eventual Millionaire. She runs a very successful podcast she had for a number of years. And I said, Jamie, this is what I'm looking to do. Will you coach me? Will you mentor me? There's so much power in mentoring and coaches. The, the avenues and the streets that they open up 
are priceless. Whatever they, whatever you're paying them, it's going to come back to you a hundred X. So she said, sure, John, I'll take you on as a student. First thing we're going to do, we're going to go down to blog world in New York city. I'm going to introduce you to my friends who are the moguls of the industry. So that's when I got to handshake with Derek Halpern, Pat Flynn, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, everybody I was introduced to and I was able to take a couple seconds and quickly share my journey, my vision and ask them to join me. And I got a couple yeses, Matt. And so I took those yeses and then I went back to my little studio in Maine and I concocted these emails, getting to the cold email aspect and saying, hey, XXX, I would love to, I would love to have you on my show, Entrepreneur on Fire. My lineup includes Pat Flynn, Adam Baker, Derek Helper, people that they have all, all heard of. And you know what? I hadn't interviewed those people yet. I had just gotten a verbal yes. But you know what? My lineup included these guys all of a sudden. So I was able to line up more people, then use their names and continue this snowball effect. So then when I launched September 20th, I had 40 interviews of really high-level entrepreneurs with massive audiences. And then every day when that interview went live, I emailed that guest and I said, hey, your interview just went live. Will you share it with your audience? And then they did. My audience grew. Come January, I'm already getting over 100,000 unique downloads every single month just because of the organic traffic and the, and the driven traffic from these guests that are every single day sharing their journey with their audience. And so Tim Ferriss comes out with the four-hour chef. I emailed Tim's guy and I said, hey, I have an audience now of over 100,000 unique downloaders every single month of passionate, engaged entrepreneurs who love Tim Ferriss and would love to hear about his book. Will he come on, share his journey, and we'll talk about his book at the end? It'll be great. Of course he said yes. It was worth 25 minutes of his time. Now, he ended up talking for 51 minutes. I wasn't going to let, I wasn't going to shut him up and, keep, and cut him off. I let Tim Ferriss go, but then guess what? All of a sudden, I have Tim Ferriss as one of my past interviewees and Seth Godin and Chris Brogan, they all came on the exact same way. And yep. it was amazing. Interesting. Very, very interesting strategy. I really, really like that. It's something that people can take away because as social as we are on the web, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, podcasting, blogs, newsletters, all this stuff, you took it down to the ground level, as you like to say, and you actually went and met these people in person because that personal network is, is still the number one, that referral, human-to-human -human connection, hand-to-hand, -hand, shaking hands, chatting with people. The first part of social media is yeah, social. Absolutely. Um, so it's great that you, that, to hear you say that because a lot of folks just think that they can you know, tweet out a few things a couple, couple times a day, and then all of a sudden the traffic will just start flowing <laughs> in. Um, tweet. So let's talk about WordPress. Uh, what was your first time using it and what was your aha moment with WordPress that said, you know what, this is what's going to either run my business or I can actually make a living using this stuff? So to me, WordPress was just incredible on every level because I could quickly go out there, find some tutorials, get a website up there, you know, use some widgets, get a sidebar going, have a resources page, a bio, and I could do it all myself without really knowing how to code, without knowing Java, without knowing all that stuff. So that was my aha moment, just saying, you know what? I don't really have the money to pay somebody an incredible amount of money at this moment in time, at this point in my career, to take this leap. So I can do all this on my own. I can start that ball rolling, get some traction going, get some feedback from my target market, from my target audience, adjust off of that, 
And then once I know exactly what not only I want and not only what I think my customer wants, but what my customer tells me they want, then I can go out, I can find an incredible designer through my contacts, through my relationships, and really get the exact site that I want created through a genesis, through a thesis, or what have you. And so that was my aha moment, was that, you know what, the barriers are down. You don't need to be a corporation that's paying you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to maintain a website. It's, there's no barrier. It's extremely low cost and user friendly. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the hot seat before. I've always wanted to get, uh, if I ever do get Andrew Warner on the show. Uh, You'll get Andrew. He's easy. <laughs> I always wanted to, uh, I just wanted to put him on, put him on the hot seat because um, a lot of internet marketers out there um, or advisors, entrepreneur advisors, anything like that, they'll always say, oh yeah, WordPress is so easy. You grab it, it's free, you install it, off you go. The folks in my audience are hardcore WordPress developers, designers, mm. working on you know six-figure projects and above the TechCrunch.com, New York Times, CNN. They're working on large-scale projects. So they all cringe when they hear, oh yeah, <clears throat> just go grab WordPress, it's free, it's so easy. Uh, don't worry about it anymore, install it, grab it and run. Um, <laughs> these guys are these guys are thinking. Well, we're scaling a site to millions and millions of page views. Um, you said the barriers are low. Do you think that's good or bad for WordPress because it is so easy and anyone can install it? Do you think it kind of devalues some of the the higher end work? I don't think it devalues it at all. I think it's really important that the barriers are as low as they are because it allows so many people to just dip their toe in and get a taste of what the water temperature is. And then a lot of them are going to say, ooh, I like the temperature of this water. Let's dive in. And yeah. that's exactly what I did. And when yep. I dove in, it was going and hiring a high-end designer to crush it for me. Yep. Whereas if I had never got to test the water, I never would have jumped in at all because I wouldn't have known what the temperature was like. So just being able to sample the WordPress and everything it has to offer and seeing the value of it is incredibly powerful, and I think that all designers should embrace it. Yep. And if they don't embrace it, then watch out because this is this is the future. Yeah, the uh, that's a great analogy. The pool water, I, I love that. Um, it's funny because even Pat Flynn recently, his site got hacked, um, mm. and his site was down for I think almost a couple of weeks or at least a week, if not twelve thousand dollars worth. Of yeah, hacking. twelve thousand dollars worth that that he said. Um, you know, so it's important that. The, and I run this podcast for two folks, for the designers and developers to improve the quality of their work that they do and, and that forward thinking and scale. And on mm -hmm. the other side, the folks who are thinking about using WordPress for their own business um, so that they can see how much uh, value there is to investing in the long term um, and not just installing a theme and, and, never, in, and never updating WordPress again. Uh, because once your business starts to grow, let's say Pat Flynn, and if you're not thinking, gee, I should keep security in the back of my mind, I should have a you know, secure box or whatever, um, you could lose thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, so it's very important that folks are still reinvesting uh, into their WordPress structure. Oh, yeah. When you were uh, consulting within WordPress, uh, a lot of folks start out with that typical $500 client. Um, how did you see yourself scaling or what advice would you have for folks who are serving the low-end uh, of the totem pole in the beginning to scaling to that larger dollar value? Is it increasing value? Is it increasing your brand? Um, any advice in that arena? It's finding your niche. You need to find your niche, what you are passionate about, what you're exceptionally good at, 
above and beyond the crowd and just stick to that niche. Because if you try to serve everybody and to do doctors' websites and plumbers' websites and real estate agents' websites, that's all you're ever going to do on a very low-level scale. But if you become known as the guy for that specific niche, then you are going to be able to command the price that the experts commands. And until you really understand that and get away from that fear of niching, because we all have a fear of niching, Matt. Oh my God, if I niche, look at all the people that I'm not going to be able to serve. And the exact opposite is true because there's so many people that you can serve within your niche that you're only going to be able to serve if you're in that niche because then they'll look at you as that subject matter expert and you're no longer in competition with every other Joe, Dick, and Harry. It's just you. You are the guy for that niche. And that's powerful. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because the fear um, to, to say no is tremendous. Um, because what folks are thinking is I can't, I can't not say no because I mean, I can't say no because then I'm going to lose this potential, you know, client coming in. It's dollars coming in. And when you're starting out, I guess it's really tough. It's a, it's a healthy balance. At the same time, you have to be taking in work, but thinking, okay, as this work's coming in, I'm going to start to focus and find that niche of, just plumbers, just lawyers, that kind of thing. Um, any tips to getting over that fear or is it just jumping off the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> well, first let's address when you said, I cannot not say no. That's right. a quadruple double negative, yep. <laughs> just for the record. Yeah. I mean, I hope everybody caught that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's the thing. Everything, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to take risk at some point and really at multiple points throughout your career. I take risks every single day with Entrepreneur on Fire. I am trying new things that I'm failing at, that I'm allowing myself to learn from and to pivot from and to move forward in different directions, whether that be products, services, masterminds, going into video. I'm going to be horrible when I start in video. I can't wait to see how bad I am. It's going to be a blooper reel, literally, but I, I have to be bad at first so I can start and then get better. And that's exactly the direction that I'm going. So you need to take risks. You need to take leaps. You need to value yourself and your time extremely highly because if you don't value yourself and your time highly, nobody else is, especially this day and age with Odesk and Elance. Like people are so scared of that. I think it's the best thing that's happened to designers because Odesk and and Elance provide such shoddy work for the most part. You get what you pay for and people are realizing that because they're going out to find these designers and there's just hundreds of thousands. So it's way too many to choose from. When you finally choose some on some weird criteria that you've concocted, you still have about a thousand people to choose from. And then whenever you choose your final person, they suck and people are fed up with that. So you're no longer going to these places to actually find work, to find quality work. People like myself are going to my network and saying, who designed your website? That's beautiful. I want that person to design my website. Look what happened with Chase Reeves. He designs an incredible website for Think Traffic. Then all of a sudden, Pat Flynn's like, ooh, I want Chase Reeves to design my site for Smart Passive Income. And the ball keeps rolling. Mm -hmm. So do something epic for somebody in a high profile level and do it for free. Somebody wants to contact me and tell me they're going to design an incredibly killer site for Entrepreneur on Fire for free, I'll probably let them do it. Yep. And then when somebody, when you know my thousands of daily visitors come and are like, 
John, I love your website. And I'll say, yeah, scroll to the bottom, check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Travis Ketchum. I don't know if you've interviewed him yet. He's, uh, the founder of contest domination, um, contest, uh, it used to be a WordPress plugin, uh, but he turned it into a software as a service. It runs contests on Facebook to get email, yes. uh, capturing your emails. Um, and he had the same thing. He, when he started out, he hired somebody from Odesk and, and it was just terrible. He said he paid somebody 500 bucks and it was just garbage. Um, and you know, he said in the interview, throw as much money as you can at somebody who is going to either be a really good designer or a really good developer because it's worth its weight in gold, especially in the long run. Um, cutting corners is just not going to, not going to cut it, <laughs> uh, especially in software. Um, within WordPress, the community, um, do you do any kind of, uh, do you go to WordCamps, WordPress meetups? Um, are you involved in WordPress in any other way aside from using the software? No. No. Um, WordCamps are one of the most uh, valuable um, meetups, if you will, or conferences for WordPress. Uh, are there any that you recommend in the marketing world or the blogging and podcasting world? Well, I'm a huge fan of conferences, so yep. I love that you're bringing that up. Yep. And anybody that's listening, I mean, you need to spend the money. You need to go to WordCamp. You need to go to, to conferences like that at all costs because it gets back to that relationship thing. You know, for me, that's not really my niche. That's not my forte. So again, I can't spend my time doing things because all we have is time. Yep. All you have is time, listeners. Yep. That's all you have. Yep. So I love going to conferences, though. I just got back from San Diego. Social Media Marketing World, 1,100 incredibly energetic, enthusiastic entrepreneurs who are looking to improve their businesses. Um, New Media Expo, I was asked to speak at New Media Expo this past January 2013 in Las Vegas. And I had a great time talking about Entrepreneur on Fire and how I've grown my podcast into a business that's now generating six figures. And that was a blast to talk about. And I'm speaking at three more conferences this coming year already. And I may even be locking some more down. And I love going to them. I'm attending a World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon in July. I can't wait for that. That's going to be an amazing conference. I always walk away from those with incredible connections that propel my business to the next level. Nice. The, um, you, you said something about trade or all we have is time. Um, and a lot of <clears throat> develop uh, a lot of designers and freelancers are trading time for money. Um, mm. Any advice to those folks that are out there in the WordPress world who are doing this um, and creating products uh, instead of just providing service? Uh, what kind of value have you seen uh, in creating products? I'm not a big believer in trading time for dollars. And for designers out there, like you creating a website for somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you're trading time for dollars because you shouldn't be working on an hourly basis. You should be working on a per project basis. So you should be quoting people a total price. I will do this in its entirety for $5,000 or whatever your number is. That should be it. And that means you're not trading time for dollars. You have quoted them a price. You are going to fulfill that work and then you're going to move on. For me, I also do love creating products and being able to leverage your time because scalability in this world is so key. I mean, I can do one-on-one -on -one podcast consulting until I'm blue in the face, but at the same time, it's still just one-on-one. -on -one. 
I'm right now in the process of creating a product. The title is Six Months to Six Figures, A Podcaster's Journey, which takes people through the entire process of when, how I launched Entrepreneur on Fire on September 20th, the first podcast went live, to by six months later on March 20th, I had locked down sponsors for my show to the tune of over $12,000 a month, turning Entrepreneur on Fire into a six-figure business. And I take people through that entire process. I could do that on a one-on-one basis to people, but instead I'm creating this massive product with modules and videos and tutorials that's going to be packaged up as a one-time thing and then just be sold as a one-off basis. So hypothetically, I could go to bed at night and wake up and I've sold four copies and made $2,000 and that'll be a great night's sleep for me. And that's the ability of scaling and of leveraging. And for these designers out there that have these skills, you can think about turning that into packages and turning that into Um, tutorials and different products and services that you can wrap up and offer with your services, upsells, downsells, above and beyond. Yeah, yeah, that's tremendous advice. Um, It's funny you say it's six months to six figures, and this just popped into my head. Are you going to do a tremendous uh, one-year anniversary party because we're not that far away from it? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to. I, I, I truly consider my aha moment, which was just about June 1st of 2012, that was a quote-unquote birth of Entrepreneur on Fire, of the idea. But as we all know, you know, until an idea is actually put into action, it's not really anything of any substance. So the actual real rebirth of Entrepreneur on Fire was September 20th. And so that will be my one year anniversary. So that's still a little, a little ways out. Okay. <laughs> that's when the first podcast went that's when the first podcast went live. It was September 20th. And that will be a day of massive celebration if I'm still having the same kind of success and more than I'm experiencing now, which I have every intention of doing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last question of the formal interview. If you could go back in time, one year, five years, 10 years, what key ingredient or process uh, would you change if you had to do it all over? Well, if I could go back 10 years, I would be 30, 23 years old. Um, so that's a little too far because I was still stuck in the Army. And I'm really glad that I did the Army served my country. I'll always be very proud of that. And I learned and grew a lot during that experience. So let's go five years ago. I would be 28 years old. Um, I will have just left from John Hancock where I worked in corporate finance. And I was about to start off on a weird number of random things like tech startups and real estate and all that jazz. So I would have changed that. I would have at that time understood the power and the leverage and the scalability of the internet and I would have found a way to utilize it. I never, you know, I never really utilized the internet until extremely recently. I I was always online and I used emails and I used it very effectively for my real estate business and was very successful with it, but I never understood the real impact of the internet, the scalability and the reach. As we mentioned, Entrepreneur on Fire not only is it being downloaded over 200,000 unique times per month, that's in over 145 countries, Matt. So I literally am being heard around the world, as your podcast will be too, and that's just incredibly exciting that you have that kind of reach. And it took me a while to find it. I'm glad I did find it at 32 years old. Now I'm 33. I really hope, I really would have wished that I started at 28, but who knows? I might have 
you know, bought an expensive car and yeah. got into an accident and died. <laughs> so maybe I can't really want to change the past, yep. but I'm really, uh, I'm really pro internet, if that makes nice. any sense. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. So let's go into a couple of the last segments. Very similar, very similar to the uh, Entrepreneur on Fire show. This segment's called What's in Your Toolbox? What piece of software besides WordPress, uh, software or hardware, are you using on a daily basis? Evernote, Gmail, you must have your iPad with you. What do you got? I got it all. Something that I'm going to use to recommend, though, especially for somebody like me, this has made a massive impact on my business. It's called uh, Schedule Once, and the actual website is meetme.so. And I love this. Uh, I love this software. I use it to schedule all of my interviews. I use it to schedule uh, my interviews on other people's shows. Like it's very powerful to me. It's all automated. It's all linked into my Gmail calendar, to my Google Calendar. So it just makes life so easy. I love it. I use it, and I recommend it. Nice, awesome. Uh, listener question comes in from Chris Brogan. Yeah, right. Yes, I swear to God. Uh, he says, <laughs> ask him what his ideal vacation would look like and what that says about his personality. <laughs> so my ideal vacation is actually coming up at the end of this year. I am going to an island off of Belize with a man by the name of David Wood who has a podcast called the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. I am going out to that island, which is a gorgeous island off the coast of Belize, as I just said, with my scuba diving gear, I'm going to be scuba diving, I'm going to be at the beach, I'm going to surf, I'm going to swim, but even more importantly, I'm going to be at the same time, well, not at the exact same time as I'm surfing, but while I'm there, I'm going to be undergoing coaching to be a better speaker, to be a better leader, to be a better person in general, and I'm really looking forward to that. I love vacations that can combine both pleasure and education because I always am trying to learn and improve myself so I can then add more value to my audience, to Fire Nation. That's awesome. That's awesome. Please record it and bring it all back for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So let's jump into the very familiar lightning round where I'll ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. The one plugin you cannot live without. Whoa, that caught me off guard. Um... Hypercash. Nice. A favorite WordPress or business book? The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He's the founder of Success Magazine and it's all about small actions really are, can add up to powerful results in the end. So to the listeners out there, you know, just doing small things every single day towards your goal can really add up to something big. Nice. Within six months, a year, three years' time. Absolutely. A quote you live or run your business by? Um, I don't quite think you can read it, potentially. It's behind my head right now. It was sent to me by one of my listeners, Pete Sven of signsofthemountains.com, because on episode 150 of Entrepreneur on Fire, I was asked my favorite quote because I had one of my guests, I had one of my listeners interview me as if I was a guest. It was a really fun episode. But long story short, it was, the, the quote is by Albert Einstein. Try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And what that means is, 
look to provide value first. Try to first and foremost be of value to your customer, to your client, to your audience, and success will follow. And it's not always the other way around. And at the same time, there are a ton of successful people out there, Matt, that provide no value. And you know what? Power to them. If they're happy, then that is totally fine. They should keep living their lives. But personally, for me, I only want to be successful if I'm also providing great value to the world. So Entrepreneur on Fire's tagline is inspiring millions. And that is truly my goal. That's awesome. Um, The best, and sometimes this question bleeds over, but the best business or career advice you ever received? Just start. And this goes to the, the Darren Hardy book of The Compound Effect. It is so important to just start, whether that's waking up 30 minutes early. So you heard it, listeners. Stop being a pansy. Stop hitting the snooze button. Wake up 30 minutes earlier. Do something that's going to get you closer to your passions, to your goals. And then go to work. Go pay the bills. That's important. We all have responsibilities. And then come back home at night. Spend time with your family hang out with your friends, whatever it is you do. But then instead of watching Jay Leno for a half an hour, do something else that's going to get you closer. And those 60 minutes compounded over the course of six months is going to get you to incredible places that you can then potentially take that leap a lot more bravely and and powerfully than you would have six months prior. Mm -hmm. Do 10 push-ups a day, and by the time you're done, by the end of the month, you'll be doing 50 push-ups a day. <laughs> uh, the, longest of, uh, the longest a client project has taken? Um, this is usually I don't for really the- do client projects, yeah. um, but I have coached, so I guess I can say that. Um, I've done, I have um, three levels of coaching. I have a silver, gold, and diamond, and my diamond's um, three months with two phone calls per month and then a lot of emailing as well. So I guess three months would be what I would say. Tremendous. Um, If you had to switch to another content management system, what would it be? Well, I think I'm about to make the big jump, and it's a huge jump to Infusionsoft. I don't know Uh. if I just opened up a can of worms. (laughs) I'm still trying to learn about it myself, to be honest. I had some friends who just got back from InfusionCon, which was a 2,000-person conference all about Infusionsoft. So they must be doing something right on some levels. I don't really know much about it. I just had a a call with them, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't blown away, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think the advice that the WordPress folks would give you that I would give you is um, being able to own your platform. And this is probably what you already know. Um, keeping WordPress at least gives you the ability to own your content and not be run by somebody else. Yeah, I'm a uh, huge owner of that. Uh, who should I interview next? You should interview Chris Brogan next. That's right. He's on my radar. All right. Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? He's also from Maine, by the way, Chris yeah, Brooks. <laughs> As am I. Uh, um, oh, that's cheating. That's Andrew Warner's favorite question. Yep. <laughs> um, you should have asked me how I make my money. How do you make your money? I make about 80% of my income right now through sponsorship. So I have about seven full-time sponsors. And how the sponsors work for podcasts, which should be very interesting to WordPress um, users, designers, freelancers, whatever, you're listening, whatever you do, because again, knowledge is power, is that sponsorships actually will purchase a 15-second pre-roll, that's like an intro before it starts, and a 60-second mid-roll inside of that actual podcast, but they want the actual podcaster, so they want you, Mike, to be talking about, I mean, Matt, they want you, Matt, to be talking about their product, their service, because it's you who the audience knows, likes, and trusts. So, Mm -hmm. For instance, I have 
audible.com, who I do love. I download their business books all the time and I go for a run and I listen to them. They're one of my sponsors and I talk about them for 60 seconds during one of my interviews and boom, that's how sponsorships work. That's how I currently make about 80% of my money. But again, diversification is king. I'm continuing to look to diversify into other areas and to take Entrepreneur on Fire from six figures to seven figures and beyond. Nice. Yeah, I... My last guest, or the last video that I just published, was uh, Dustin Hartzler, and he runs a WordPress podcast. It's more, it's more techy. It's more how to, you know, develop stuff. Website engineer? No, Website. WordPress engineer. Yeah, uh, website. Your your website engineer. Dot com. Yep. I love Dustin. Yeah. Um, and what you know, what he and I talked about is WordPress media is on the rise. You have shows like mine, where it's the the more business and entrepreneur end for WordPress. You've got shows like him, more tech and development. Um, WP Daily, like John Saddington from 8-Bit, who was just on Pat Flynn. Is it daily? Uh, WP, yeah, it's not daily, no. No, it's not a daily podcast. It, they're kind of sporadic. Mm. Um, but, they are, but their blog is, is a daily uh, thing, um, curation of WordPress news. So WordPress media is on the rise. Um, so it's good that uh, the folks like me that are out there in the WordPress world doing media stuff gets to hear that kind of thing. Oh, what a plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, John, thanks for doing the interview. I really appreciate it. You guys shared some awesome insight. Uh, folks, uh, you can go to mattreport.com, mattreport.com to subscribe. And, John, where can folks find you on the web? Folks can find me at my headquarters. Like you said, own your content. I'm a big believer, so I run everything out of entrepreneuronfire.com. Entrepreneur is a crappy word to spell, so just go ahead and check out e o fire.com it'll get you to the same place and matt since we're both new englanders let me just give a little shout out to our boston nice. red Sox. Nice. i got my boston red Sox uh thing just so powerful how that entire city state region and country has come behind the terrorist acts of the yep. boston marathon it's very powerful and i'm really glad that um, we're able to just really come together as a country and really as a world um, to fight just these incredibly insane individuals who are looking to do bodily harm. And nobody knows better about bodily harm, unfortunately, than me who spent 13 months in Iraq. So yep. it's really powerful to see everybody come together and support one another. I agree. I agree. And I salute you for your uh, contribution to our freedom, sir. Um, so thank <laughs> you for that. Um, private I accept your appreciation <laughs> <laughs> awesome alright John thanks a lot thanks for doing the interview my pleasure Matt thank you